The following is a WebmasterRadio.fm special presentation. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Best Search Strategies, presented by Engine Ready. Engine Ready doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. Now please welcome your hosts, the President and CEO of Engine Ready, Jamie Smith, the Vice President of Engine Ready, Brian Lewis, and for WebmasterRadio.fm, Jim Hedger. We're back on the Best Search Strategies, so here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Best Search Strategies is presented by Engine Ready, and Engine Ready doesn't just do the best search strategies, they create them. You can find out more at EngineReady.com. We're going to dive into how some of these best search strategies are, are formed. We're talking conversion attribution today, basically finding the value in each click. Brian Lewis and Jamie Smith from Engine Ready, welcome to Best Search Strategies. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, the, the show today um, is about conversion attribution. And uh, it's an increasingly hot topic that um, is worth considering when uh, you are managing your, your paid search accounts or, or your online marketing in general. Uh, in terms of the definition for, for those of you that are uh, maybe new to the arena of conversion attribution or, or assist campaigns or keywords, uh, it, it's a, a, a concept that's allowing um, marketers to give credit to multiple touch points throughout a sales cycle or throughout uh, different campaigns. So, for example, if a client comes to your site uh, for the very first time and purchases, then there is no attribution to be given to other campaigns uh, or keywords. But if a, if a client comes to your site and purchases after being exposed to other campaigns and other key, keywords, um, the way most analytics work is they only give credit to the last click attribution. So uh, you potentially could be making decisions um, uh, and decreasing campaigns that are making introductions uh, to your brand, to your company. Um, so, so really it's like making decisions without seeing the full spectrum of the finding, deciding, and then actual purchase cycle. Right. And, and actually, Jim, what I find really interesting about uh, all the excitement right now about last-click analysis and in, in, uh, in, in the attribution is that this is something that really has been around ever since marketers began marketing campaigns. Uh, back in the old days before the web, uh, traditional marketers had this issue. If they perhaps sent out direct mail pieces along with catalogs, maybe they had an outbound telemarketing operation or did some uh, direct TV response, uh, the same issue applied then. Where that you know, where was that sale really coming from? What contributed to that sale actually happening? So right now, it's the whole uh, uh, last click analysis and conversion attribution is getting a lot more attention because of the awareness of how it impacts online measuring. Well, as it stands now, there really is no software that you know give you a, a really clear vision of the entire. Well, a visitor's entire relationship with the decision to, to, to make a purchase, the find, decide, purchase cycle. But yeah. we know that there could be different clicks that create a path that lead a person, uh, person from wanting to, to purchase a product to actually going about and purchasing it. Knowing that you only have a good grasp on your, on the last click, how does uh, well, how does 
convert considering conversion attribution work into your your ideas about about overall analysis? Yeah, mo- most analytics do have the ability to to track that. Unfortunately, uh, the most popular platform, Google Analytics, uh, does not. So, um, technically speaking, the way to identify uh, if there was um, another visit. Uh, is is just using i you know your IP address or or cookie technology. Uh, so if if a visitor comes to your site, uh, most analytics will tell you is this a new visitor or a repeat visitor. Uh, and if it's a repeat visitor, that means they recognize your IP address or they recognize a cookie that's already been set in your browser. Uh, so once you understand technically how it works in terms of a tracking standpoint, uh, just make sure that your analytics can funnel or filter all of your sales and look at any sale that occurred um, with a visitor that was on its second or third plus visit, uh, show me these other visits um, and which campaign they came from so I can give credit to um, those other campaigns or keywords. And those listeners uh, that use Yahoo Search Marketing are saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, my reports do show assists there, my keyword assists, and that's absolutely correct. The challenge there is the fact that we really don't know what that is what sale that assisted. We can see a keyword, and we, we can see a number of assists, but we don't know what the actual path, the funnel path was. Did they, they first do a search on a relatively generic term and then work their way down into more specific terms from that? Okay, so how would you more accurately measure uh, a, a site visitor's repeat performance or p- repeat uh, click path uh, to, a, to a purchase on one of your sites? Yeah, a very, very simple example would be to take um, your last month's uh, sales, or if it's a lead generation site, the last month's conversions, uh, and sort them by unique visitors, first-time visitors, and repeat visitors. Uh, and once you're able to filter between all the sales that occurred on the first visit and, and eliminate them from the equation, because there is no attribution to be given, it was a one-click one sale um, mm-hmm. visitor, uh, you then can look at the uh, sales or leads that came in uh, and they were on their second or third plus visit and, and, and look at the other uh, visits um, as it affects to your marketing campaigns. And then, and then uh, the, the debate right now uh, that nobody uh, has been able to scientifically prove is what percentage of the revenue do you give to the first click versus the last click uh, and any other touch points in between. Um, some philosophies say you split it up equally across all touch points. Other people are saying you give more credit to the first touch or the first um, a marketing campaign that introduced the visitor to your company or your brain, and, and other people feel you should give more credit to the last click. Uh, and that's sort of what we're trying to do here is to help people um, create their own formula based upon their own marketing initiatives, and, and marketer can decide how you want to uh, share the, the revenue of that sale across the different campaigns. But if you are doing uh, conversion attribution, you're going to be m- much further along than your competition, uh, and you're going to make decisions uh, in, in that you may not have considered um, in that I may get rid of a campaign if I see it's not converting, especially at the keyword level. Uh, uh, this happens quite often with branded keywords. 
um, I may get rid of a more generic keyword if I don't know that it's actually contributing to an assist or, or a, a conversion. So in, in this scenario, you're, you're considering that different keyword phrases, different keyword combinations might assist um, in a purchase under, uh, again, a, a different or un, uh, another keyword phrase. Yeah, actually, Jim, there's there's a uh, a tool by Microsoft called Search Funnels that gives some examples of of what people tend to search on after they've searched for a a generic term, and uh, that could give marketers uh, a pretty good idea of how the attribution c- falls into play. So I, I would suggest maybe some folks take a look at the Search Funnels tool uh, by Microsoft for that. But they actually put in their own search terms and see, according to Microsoft's data, what are likely the next search terms after that. Looking at the purchase cycle, do you want to take into consideration you know, time of, time of visit? Somebody visited, say, in January, but they didn't actually make the purchase until June. Does the value of the click back in January decrease over time? It's certainly one of the one of the three factors that that we've identified, and uh, ideally, I, I think it's going to be up to the marketers to to really come up with their own rules as to whether uh, an older assist is going to be worth more or less. Uh, but you know, we we talked to Jamie was talking a little bit about the number of assists before, and that that's that's also one of the factors. And then you just mentioned time as being a second factor. Uh, it, it would seem to me that perhaps. The assist that's closer to the actual sale should receive a little bit more credit. But again, I think this is something that each marketer individually would need to decide. Well, gentlemen, we, I'd like to jump in, uh, jump in and cover each of the three factors, but we have to take a quick break here on Best Search Strategies on webmasterradio.fm. I'd like to remind listeners that Best Search Strategies can be heard on the last Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and it can always be heard uh, via podcast through iTunes on iTunes Radio, or from the webmaster from the webmasterradio.fm site, and also I noticed from the engineready.com site. Uh, again, friends, this is Best Search Strategy on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after a few moments. Stay tuned for more Best Search Strategies. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use EngineReady's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. 
Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Inboxed, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We now return with Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineReady.com. EngineReady doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. Here are your hosts. And we're back on Best Search Strategies on webmasterradio.fm. Best Search Strategies are presented by EngineReady, and EngineReady doesn't just do the best search strategies, they create them. You can find out more at EngineReady.com. We have Brian and Jamie from EngineReady on the line, and we're talking about three factors, three major factors in uh, conversion attribution, time, number of assists, and the source of assists. Um, I guess we've covered time already, and we've looked at number of assists. Assists from several different sources be attributed to a single conversion. Well, absolutely, Jim. And I think just as, as Jamie was alluding to before, that different types of keywords can play different roles in assists, uh, we also feel that the source of that assist can play a different role in the actual sale. And for, I'll give you an example. For instance, perhaps uh, a marketer sends out their, uh, you know, their monthly email newsletters, and they, they see that as more of a, a, brand, a means of branding, but not so much as a means of a, of a direct sale. Uh, as they're doing their analysis, they may find out that uh, from their email piece that a, uh, a reader of that email actually clicked on that email and went to the site and explored the products or services of, of that company. And in that situation, our feeling is, yes, that that should get some credit. Uh, if later on that same visitor went on to buy, that that email should get some credit for uh, that sale. Uh, now, on the other hand, let's say that uh, the the marketer knows uh, from from looking at their their conversion analysis that uh, PPC visitors tend to convert at a much higher rate. So if they get an assist from a previous PPC visitor, perhaps they can assign a higher percentage to that than if they get an assist from someone who read an email and clicked on that email. Now, as you said earlier, this is uh, it's a fairly general measurement. It's really up to the the marketer who knows the account better than anyone else, but. Looking at our three different uh, attribution decay scoring factors, time, number of assists, and sources of assist, how do you apply, I guess what can only be called value, to each click? How do do you work out how each click is valued? Well, again, I think that's going to be up to each individual marketer, and I think what they'll need to do is some, some pretty extensive analysis of once they start getting their hands around this data, of looking for trends and patterns, and then being able to apply that, those trends and patterns, to percentages and be able to say, okay, we've seen in the past that we feel that uh, an older assist is worth more or less than a newer assist when when the sale occurs. Could those trends and patterns differ in different geographic areas? Absolutely. There's there are so many different factors involved. We, we've identified what we feel are the three main factors, the time, the number of assists, and source of assist. Uh, but it, it, it could be geographic factors. It could even be time of day. But the first step is really identifying a way to track this. And 
from our recent study, you're looking at 45% of the sales came on a second-plus visit. So half of the time, uh, you're, you're dealing with someone that's purchasing on their first visit, and, and, and conversion attribution is, is null and void. But when you're looking at the other half of your sales, or 45%, 40 to 45% of your sales that do have multiple touch points, uh, making sure that you're actually viewing and, and analyzing that data is just step one, just to be aware that there are multiple campaigns or multiple keywords that may influence the sale. And, and how I give credit to these touch points is, is, a, is a case-by-case basis based upon you know, your business model and how you feel uh, you should share the revenue across these different touch points. Uh, but just getting analytics that are, that are providing this report for you uh, is, is a very important first step. Well, it strikes me if you can identify the unique touch points in any, in any purchase cycle, you can actually craft a campaign around, I guess, how the majority of people find and, and, and decide to purchase that unique product. Have you tried sculpting your, uh, your, your individual campaigns? Yeah, the the best real case scenario that can be a takeaway from this call is the uh, generic versus branded keywords. M- many times, uh, search marketers are presenting to their boss or presenting to a client if they work for an agency a keyword report at the end of the month. And I know we've all experienced this, but but oftentimes over half, sometimes sixty, seventy, over eighty percent of the sales are coming from a branded keyword or a URL search or something tied to the product name or the, or the company's name. And, and many times you'll get a, a comment like, well, what do we need you for? We can advertise for our branded keywords. What do we need a search agency for? What do I need a search marketer for? And, and, I, and, and really looking at those branded keywords uh, from a, a conversion attribution or assist standpoint uh, will, will help you articulate that, if you were to just turn off all the generic keywords and only advertise for your brand, you would see a significant drop-off in revenue and profits. Um, and that way, um, instead of just saying something like that, you can prove it, uh, showing them that, look, here are all the branded sales. You're right. It does represent a large portion of our overall revenue. But out of all these branded search queries, there was an initial visit for a more generic word. And if we don't give credit to these generic words, we might not have ever gotten this, this customer in the first place. So, Jim, I, know, think it, it, I, sorry? I think it also centers around just the, the, the basic four phases of how people uh, investigate uh, products and end up buying them. You know, the, the AIDA model of traditional marketing, awareness or attention that then follows to interest that then leads to desire and then leads to the action. And, it, you know, it's very it's very probable or even likely in a lot of cases where when people are looking to buy products that they're first doing searches on a particular product and uh, then when they find when they find that product, perhaps they're remembering what that store was. For instance, if they're looking for an LCD TV, they may be doing a search on LCD TV. They end up going to a few different sites. They see, oh, Best Buy, yeah, Best Buy, that, that, they have a model there that I really like. Then they, they remember that it was at Best Buy when they're ready to buy it, and that's, they actually do the search on Best Buy, but then they go in and buy that product. Well, the last-click analysis is going to show that the term Best Buy is what converted and LCD TV did not. And as Jamie was saying before, if you went strictly on that analysis, you would strike all of your product or generic keywords and just keep your branded keywords, and you, you would lose a significant amount of, of, of sales and profitability. 
you know, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how to track all these clicks. I mean, you have your banner campaigns going, your email campaigns going, your PPC campaign going, your SEO efforts going. And if you're doing all of them well, you have clicks coming from numerous people in, in your marketing area at various times. Uh, tracking by IP is one thing, but again, uh, with a wide variety of advertising channels out there, how would you recommend best tracking it? Yeah, the, the tools that are out there right now, most of them in the space, or at least the search marketing space, are really honed in on um, giving credit and conversion attribution at the keyword level. Uh, so uh, if you were to take one step or, or one takeaway from this uh, call, it's that um, I should at least be looking for assist on my branded search terms. Um, but if you think a little bit bigger and you're an organization that has more than just a paid search or a paid PPC and an SEO campaign going and you do aggressively email market and you do media buys, uh, then you're going to need to really tap into your analytics. And Omniture uh, allows you to get this data. Um, Yahoo Analytics, which was uh, index tools, uh, ha- has the ability to, cro- to, to reference multiple campaigns, not just search. Um, and I know, you know, Core Metrics and, uh, and some of the other higher-end uh, analytics packages do have this built into them, or they'll charge you a bunch of money to customize uh, and get that data. Uh, but, but whatever platform you're on, as long as you're not on Google Analytics, which unfortunately most people are on, um, you, you, you will be able to get uh, the, um, the data needed to cross-reference uh, what campaigns were um, touched during a particular sales cycle. Now, we do need to throw one caveat in there, is that when, it, when the measurement is going to be IP-based, it's assuming, for the most part, that uh, your, your customers or your visitors have static IP addresses, uh, and that's not always going to be the case, so that's, that's certainly not going to be a perfect way of measurement. And when it's cookie-based, of course, we all know that uh, a fair amount of people delete their cookies on a monthly basis. So there's a, you know, there'll be a little bit of, uh, of data falling through the cracks there. However, in, in the absence of really anything else, I still am a strong proponent of, of measuring uh, your, your assist through uh, all the different touch points of the sale. You know, just to paint a visual picture for the listeners, I'd like to know if you had to make a presentation to, uh, to uh, uh, a client, how would you give them an executive summary of last click last click attribution and conversion attribution? I would cer- certainly focus on the branded keywords first, especially in a situation where the branded keywords in a PPC campaign appear to be driving most of the conversions. And then I would probably pick one or two of the major keywords uh, that we feel is probably producing more than what the reports show and do some, some really detailed analysis, either you know, through IP-based or cookie-based, to determine of those branded keywords that actually converted, which of those had the previous uh, major keywords involved as an assist for that sale. Okay, and the purchase click, the one where they, they actually make the purchase, would you think that's the most valuable of, the, of all the clicks? Or um, how about the one that made them decide to make the purchase? That's how, the can debate. We, how can we really uh, attribute where the buyer is in this cycle? Yeah, that, that's, that's a hot topic right now, Jim, is, uh, and it's unfortunately mostly opinion-based. Uh, is, is more credit, uh, should more credit be given to the first uh, click or the last click? Um, 
if you want me to share my personal opinion, I will. But, Brian, do you have any feelings on which should be weighted more heavily in your um, distribution of, of uh, conversion revenue? That was great, Jimmy. I love how you were going to share your personal opinion, and you set me up for the fall on that. Uh, I mean, I, I would tend to think that the last click, I mean, sir, it can be debated because people could say, hey, you know what, if the first click never took place, they would never have heard of your product. Uh, I, I'm going to say that I, I would place a little bit more importance on the last click because that's the one where you really had to compel the person to get their credit card out and, and actually make that purchase. Now, during the decision cycle, do you think different clicks from different channels might have different values? For instance, an email click could be valued higher than a display ad click, which could be uh, valued higher than an SEO click. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it gets. I mean, it gets to the holy grail of really getting into the brains of your visitors. What What are they in their purchase cycle? What are they thinking each time that they visit your site, regardless of whether it comes from an email or a PPC or an organic listing or or something perhaps that they heard on the radio or saw on the television? It's It's how do you really get into the brains of those people? And, and, and to be able to establish what is their patterns of purchase, if there are such things as, as, as patterns of purchase within your, your customers. Yeah, and, and the, the, one of the most important and, and simplistic uh, ideas behind this is how much am I spending on my banner advertising or my media buying? How much am I spending on my email campaigns? How about my paid search and my SEO efforts? And understanding the investment you're making with these different marketing initiatives and being able to look at the ROI not on last click, not on last click attribution and be able to say, look, my media buying is, is not profitable, but it is contributing to assisting paid search sales or, or assisting in uh, email sales that, that do look more profitable on the front end. Um, but the fact that I am having visitors be introduced to my brand or my company or my products through my banner advertising or through my media buying is a reason to potentially keep it, keep it going. Uh, and without conversion attribution, if you just purely looked at sales, clicks, and, and money spent in these initiatives, you may not draw that right conclusion uh, and cut a program uh, that, is, that is contributing to your overall profits or revenue. So for somebody who's trying to you know, start doing uh, conversion attribution, start really thinking about it, and, and again, I, I realize this is a, a question that's subjective to each individual campaign, but... Can you just outline a basic order of operations, which almost becomes a formula for how to um, do basic analysis, how to set up and, and perform basic analysis? Yeah, I, I would get on the phone with your analytics provider. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you have to be using technology that, that captures this information is step one. So, uh, and, and I really hope, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure they will, but at some point, because so many people are on Google Analytics, Hopefully, they allow you to filter uh, all of your sales and show the other touch points, and then uh, people won't have to reinstall new analytics. They can just use Google Analytics. So hopefully, that's in the development pipeline. Um, but if you are looking to get results right away, um, you might want to move over to the Yahoo Analytics platform that does allow you to uh, sort by IP address and show the multiple touch points. If you're a B2C company selling to consumers, the IP tracking can be a little more risky because uh, consumers can tend to be connecting uh, from a home Internet connection uh, that, that oftentimes is dynamically served and does not remain static. So uh, when you're in a B2B uh, business, uh, using the IP address to capture the multiple touch points is a lot more accurate because many 
uh, businesses have a static IP address for the Internet. So that's a factor to consider what technology you use. If you're going to use cookie technology uh, versus IP technology, uh, if you're in a B2C market, you're probably better off using cookie-based uh, technology that um, uh, will not matter if you're, you're using a dynamic IP address. So as, as, as I can gather, the, the basic order of operations would be to you know, capture your data, you know, under, understand uh, who, who your visitors are, then you sort of do this evaluation of each click, where it came from, uh, based on various channels and the cost versus ROI of, of whichever buy or, or initiative that is. Then you could actually start assigning rough values based on your own, you know, your own ROI to each click based on the, the channel it came from. Then once you have that data together, you can start doing some serious analysis on which channels and keywords are, are moving people to a purchase decision. Absolutely. Yep. And, the, and the, as long as you are capturing those multiple touch points, wh- whether you uh, uh, distribute the sale equally across those, those distributions or those touch points, or if you give more credit to the first click or last click, that's entirely up to you. But as long as you're sharing some of the revenue uh, with the, the touch points, you'll be able to more accurately assess the profitability of those campaigns uh, because they are influencing your visitors. Uh, you are getting traffic. Um, it may not be converting, uh, but it is uh, part of the sales cycle of a sale. Um, you're just you're just so much more informed, and your decision making improves when you start to factor in conversion attribution. And well, what I would mean, really be ideal, Jim? I think it's a little unrealistic, but if you can get a group of your customers together, uh, almost as as in a focus group, and say, "Hey, guys, tell me what your purchase cycle was. Did you guys react to that email that went out? Did you guys uh, click on an organic search?" Tell me, tell me about the whole search experience. Tell me about the way you found out about the product that you ended up purchasing from us and see if there is a discernible trend there that then you can apply that real-life information to your marketing campaigns. Brian, Jamie, that this is what you guys think about all day long. Conversion attribution. I, I've, I've not seen a paper on it. I, I hope I'd love to see a paper from you guys on it. But again, that, that this is the kind of stuff that you guys think about all day long is, I guess, you know, why Engine Ready doesn't just do the best their strategies, you create them. This has been a really interesting conversation, um, trying to, 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 to figure out the value of each click from a consumer in the, in the purchase cycle. I mean, it's, it's an obviously, it's, it's invaluable information for the marketer and difficult to wrap your brain around how you're actually going to track it and, and, and figure this out, but I, I think this conversation has, has, has put the bug in a lot of people's brains. Certainly, that's our point was just to bring a greater awareness to it, uh, which is, as we said earlier on, it certainly is becoming a very hot topic at uh, Internet marketing conferences. And I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the technology. You know, we've been we've been talking with some other companies, and you know, we have some ideas here at Engine Ready. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day, which I think is going to be relatively soon, where we're going to have the tools that are going to really help us give us the answers and be able to manage our our online marketing much much more profitably. Or could you imagine the first day you're able to just push a button and get these analytics? Just the, the amazement people will have uh, standing around looking at the monitor, going, "Oh wow, that wow!" I, what you what you'd learn for, about about each of your campaigns? It's amazing. It, it certainly will change the way that we manage our campaigns. Well, 
Brian, Jamie from Engine Radio, thank you so much for joining us again on Best, Best Search Strategies here on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, friends, I'd like to remind you, you can listen to Best Search Strategies live on the last Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific or 2 p.m. Eastern. You can also listen to it live through iTunes Radio, and you can always download a podcast from webmasterradio.fm and from engineready.com. Uh, Jim Hedger on behalf of webmasterradio.fm you listen to Best Search Strategies which was presented by Engine Ready Engine Ready doesn't just do the Best Search Strategies they create them talk to you next month